Hello, good morning, and welcome to episode 173 of Life Song Radio. I'm Jimmy Hicks, along with Phil Ramsey and Blake Schenkel. Good morning. Welcome to the program. Good morning, Pastor Jimmy. Good morning, Philip. Good morning, Jimmy and Phil. How are you guys? Just fine. Are you excited? Man, this what a, a big, great day. This is a, a big day it is. for for uh, for us Yeah, and uh, for Live Song Radio. Why is that? Well, because today there are, we have new listeners we this hope, morning. We hope. Well, <laughs> I hope so, yeah. <laughs> uh, this morning we are debuting in Jackson, Tennessee. Uh, we've been in... Uh, uh, this ministry, this radio ministry, has been in existence for a little over four years, and uh, this morning we've expanded into the Jackson market, as well as in uh, in um, as well as in Tipton County and uh, the surrounding areas. So we are uh, we are now uh, expanded a pretty pretty cover a pretty broad range of West Tennessee now. It's pretty exciting if you think about it. You know, we want to we, again we do want to welcome you, Jackson listeners, this morning. Thank you for being with us, and we hope that you you uh, uh, stay with us through this study and through the remainder studies. It, it's a privilege to be able to bring you the Word of God each Sunday morning at nine o'clock, and uh, and uh, you know just to uh, just to go through this this book of Hebrews as well as the rest of the, the Bible and what God has in store for this ministry. So we just we sure hope that you uh, you get something out of this as, as well as we do. Well, we're. Uh we're located in Covington, Tennessee, which is basically about 40, 35, 40 minutes from Jackson. So we're we're kind of uh, west of Jackson, and yeah. uh, we're just right down the street. We're, we're smack dab in the middle between Memphis and Jackson. I mean, we're, we're pretty much right in the middle. But anyway, uh, let, let us take some time this morning. I know our listeners uh, that have been with us for four years, hey, guys, you're going to get bored, but but just just bear with us because we want to introduce and welcome our Jackson listeners and give uh, give those listening, our new listeners this morning, uh, an idea of who we are and what the ministry is. So I'll go first, and then, um, and then we'll go around and kind of talk a little bit about ourselves. But uh, my name's Jimmy Hicks. I am... Uh, Pastor at uh, Crossway Baptist Church in Brighton, Tennessee. I am associate pastor and uh, also work in radio uh, and have been working in radio for close to 20 years at uh, 93.5 in Covington, a uh, Grace Broadcasting Station, which is the same as here at 105.3 that we're on. Uh, but uh, I just uh, I started this radio program in 2014, uh, and I felt the Lord calling me to uh, to use my talents. Uh, that he given me in radio and my talents and and the broadcast industry to kind of glorify him and 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 kind of spread the gospel as far as I could and so we started out uh, doing a program by talking to folks uh, in the local area interviewing pastors and 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 people of the faith uh, who ha- who have stories and testimonies and, and that's what we started out doing and then after. A couple of years of doing that, Phil, who had, uh, who's here, who had always, always had from the very moment. As a matter of fact, he, Phil, what a lot of people don't know, Phil named the show. Uh, and so uh, he gave me the name for the, of the show uh, before we started it. And uh, But I brought him in. Phil and I have studied together for many years and just uh, real close. Um, and uh, I, I guess you could say, you know, in your, in your Christian walk, in your Christian life, you got to have brothers who hold you accountable. And Phil's been that for me. And, and I know I've been that for him. Uh, so uh, anyway, um, 
So after a couple of years of, of interviewing and talking to folks, I, I felt like the Lord was calling me to change uh, directions of where we were going and kind of study the Word of God uh, in more of an in-depth manner and studying through books, verse by verse, word by word. And so I brought Phil into the fold, and went, that's what we began doing. And then just recently this year, uh, Blake uh, has come into the program uh, as a as a um, as a third host and, and, and on a permanent basis. And so uh, God is doing some big things through Lifesong Radio, and I'm excited uh, that where we're going in 2018 and, and so excited to be a part of uh, in the Jackson market and opening up this ministry. Uh, I'm excited to see what God's going to do with us this year. Yeah, it has uh, grown tremendously, and uh, we're just we're just so excited to be able to come every week and study God's Word together and fellowship, and it's been a good thing. But my name is Phil Ram. Uh, just a little bit about myself. Uh, uh, I'm a good-looking guy. I mean, I'm a good-looking guy. I know you can't see it, but you'll have to go to the website. I look good. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm not. I'm, I'm. I'm 50 years old and I'm wearing braces. You. You paint the picture. <laughs> but. Uh, but anyway, I'm, I've been married to my wonderful wife, Cindy. Uh, we've been married for about 26, 27 years, and I got three kids. One boy who just got married, he's uh, 23 years old, married Mary Evelyn, and uh, two girls, Grayson and Reagan. That's my family. I'm a, uh, if you ask me who I am, I would say I am a follower of Christ before I am anything a disciple of his and uh, I know why I exist that's to make him known first of all to enjoy him but to make him known to the world and uh, that's what I do or try to do by the grace of God every day uh, Lord willing I'm also as a profession I'm a photographer uh, take uh, pictures of uh, just about anything, Jimmy. Just about <laughs> Now, I'm a, a, a portrait photographer, specialize in uh, high school seniors, children, families. But I've been doing that for approximately 25 years and uh, just a blessed individual. And I'm really glad to be a part of Life Song Radio. That's a little bit about who I am. And Jimmy, like you said, we brought in the third amigo. And I know you and I are both excited about Blake. So, Blake. Who is Blake Shankle? Well, we don't have enough time to, to go into that, but uh, I am uh, the youngest of the three. Uh, <laughs> so if you, Thanks for pointing that no out. No problem. So when you do go look at that photograph that's on the website or whatnot, you'll know which one we're talking about, okay? So it is nice to put a face with the the, uh, the voice as well. Um, but uh, but Blake Shankle, I mean, grew up uh, in Covington, Tennessee, along with these guys as well. Uh, known these guys for the majority of my life. I mean, I, these guys have been great mentors to me and just great friends. Um, but I am a member of, uh, uh, of Garland Baptist Church, also on the ministry staff there as a um, uh, as the the music minister and been doing that man goodness probably going on five or six years now since God's called me into that and what a- I will say out of the three Blake's the only one that can sing. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I don't know. I've never heard y'all sing. But, you well, know, you never will. Okay. Good. <laughs> right. Well, uh, we'll just let y'all stick with the exposing of the word, and I'll sing. How about that? That's, well, that's, we, we, that's uh, good. But no, uh, uh, 
It is. A, uh, I am. A, I'm married with my wife Mandy. Got two girls, uh, Cadence, and my oldest is Cadence, and my youngest is Maddie. And uh, and I am. My profession is a uh, civil engineer, uh, working for an agricultural chemical company out of Collierville, Tennessee. So. And out of the three of us, Blake makes the most money. Well, they don't know. They've never done my uh, my tax auditing, but uh, <laughs> I flash it around here pretty good, you know. But we can, you can go come look and see who's driving the newest car. I promise you. That's right. The photographer. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Oh, but anyway, that's that's who I am. So it's, it is a pleasure to be up on here, up on this radio program. It, it's a, it's an honor to be able to do this. What these guys have laid the foundation upon uh, the Word of God. They've been doing this. Jimmy's he's come in and and, and started this program feel, and, and they've just made it into something that's awesome that I've listened to for quite some time. And this to be called upon this is is a uh, wonderful uh, uh, ministry to be a part of, and and so thankful. Well, before you say anything, Phil, but I feel. Bad, but let me step back in here real quick. Both of you guys talked about your families, and I didn't. <laughs> so let that's me rectify. Why your wife doesn't like you. <laughs> that's well, that's true. Let me rectify that real quick. I'm married. Uh, I'm, I've been married to my wife Melissa for uh, going on fifteen. Be fifteen years this year. Uh, we have uh, three boys: uh, Tanner, the oldest, a freshman in high school, and uh, um, Nolan who's our youngest, and Braden, our, our, our middle son. So we've got three boys, and I've uh, been married for, for close to 15 years. So uh, I had to throw that in there. I, 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 I'm just remiss. I'm sorry I didn't do it. I love you, honey. <laughs> but anyway, as you can tell, we, we do like to have a good time. I would say this, just to let the, the listener in on the average day of the three amigos here it usually starts somewhere around uh, 6 35 or 7 and it kind of goes from there so what are you talking about phil well one of us is going to send a group text and we're going to be discussing uh, a lot of different things mainly scripture like we have today all day yeah all day so we just love the word we love to uh, talk about the word read the word uh, our goal is to divide the word rightly and that's our goal can we get it wrong uh, yes we can we don't want to no. we don't want to but we're just three average guys with uh uh, we're not theologians. We don't have seminary backgrounds. We just love God's word, and we're just in His word, and we, we do the best we can by the grace of God. So we are excited for our new listeners in Jackson, Tennessee. Yeah, and and just to to kind of expound on what you're saying, so people can get a little more uh, understanding of what we try to do with this program. Uh, I, you know, I felt a void. Um, and, and I think Phil's felt the same way, and I know Blake agrees. But I felt a void, which is why we switched gears uh, a couple of years ago from the uh, testimony format to the Bible study format, was because there was a void there, at least in my mind, of actual expositing the Word of God. And so we, we that's, that's what we do. We try, each one of us not only has a love affair with God, in Jesus, but we have a love affair with his word. We love what the word of God says, and we have a distinct desire to know what he says in context. And, you know, and we want to know what the author says, what the speaker says in the word of God, what he means. And we want to rightly interpret it and rightly divide it, which is why the basis of this program is we want to, we, we go through week by week, you know, there's tons of applications in scripture, but there's only one interpretation. And that's what the author meant 
when he wrote it. And so that's what we try to do every week is to lay the foundation of what the word of God says in context. And Jackson, you, you got in on a, on a good book. Now you're at the end of it. So you'll have to go back to our website uh, and listen to the beginning as we began the, the, the book of, of Hebrews, but we are in Hebrews and it has radically, uh, I would say, my faith has grown tremendously, and uh, it's just been a blessing. We're in we're in Hebrews chapter eleven. The last few we're in the hall of fame, hall of, of faith, of faith, and uh, it is also a hall of fame in my in my book. And you know, but uh, but we have been looking looking back at, at uh, let's just kind of give a paragraph or two of what 11 is about uh the he, the book of hebrews was uh we don't know really who wrote it we can we can have educated guesses but we know god wrote it ultimately uh it's written to a jewish congregation or to the book of hebrews it's written to jews and it's a jewish congregation and you have uh in within this group of people there is a tendency to revert back to the law and we're back to the old covenant, which is not a good thing. And so he's telling the the the, the listener that he's writing to of why they have to come to Christ by faith. And, and that's because the people that they looked up to all these years, Abraham, Enoch, Sarah, Noah, they did it the same way by faith. And so this is what Hebrews is, at least chapter 11 is about, faith. Absolutely. And where are we at? Today, where do we get to? Let's just jump into it. I know we're talking about Abraham. Yeah, we started verse eight. Okay, uh, we, so we wrapped up uh, the last couple of weeks, uh, and we've been what four or five weeks in Hebrews chapter eleven. We're just now getting to verse eight, but that's just how meaty this is, and that's something else I want uh, those listening, new listeners, to understand: is we might go one week and be in one verse. And and we might go two weeks in one verse. You know, that's the thing about it is, is we don't want to miss anything. We're in no hurry to get anywhere. We're not trying to to get through a book as quick as possible or go through a a, a big group of verses. You know, every week to 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 meet some kind of deadline. We we move as the Spirit moves, and we are in no hurry to get through uh, any of this. So, like I said, it might take us two or three weeks to go through one verse. We might get through a couple of verses. We might get through 20. Who knows? But uh, uh, this week we do start in Hebrews uh, chapter 11, verse 8. So we're talking about the father of faith this week, and we're talking about Abraham, and we've, we've, been, we've gone through this. And, and Phil, like I said, he said his, his faith has expounded upon this. Well, uh, that I think the writer is trying to... You know, allow these. He's trying to let the readers know that, guys, this is how this is how you're saved. It's through your faith here, you know. And so then he goes through. He goes through uh, uh, Abel and, and and what his faith was like, and then Enoch, and then Noah, and and this week we come to the father of faith, which is Abraham, the faithful Abraham. So let's start up in verse eight here. By faith, Abraham, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed by going out to a place which he was to receive for an inheritance, and he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he lived as an alien in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, fellow heirs of the same promise. For 
He was looking for the city which has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. Verse 11, by faith, even Sarah herself received ability to conceive. Even beyond the proper time of life, she was considered him faithful who had promised. Therefore, there was one born, there was born even of one man, and him as good as dead at that, as many descendants as the stars of heaven in number, and innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore. Father, we just thank you for the, uh, these next few minutes here as we, we dive into your word. May we be good stewards of your word. May your Holy Spirit be with us and guide us and teach us and direct us like you promised he would, Lord. Uh, we just thank you for this time. We pray that uh, that we're, we uh, divide it rightly. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I got a question. So, but... Before we begin, what's up with Abraham? Where, where did it all begin? Where did it begin? Why Abraham? Why Abraham? Well, well Abraham was a... Why? Go ahead. I'm okay, sorry. Well, why any of us, right? Well, that's what I was going to say. Why Adam? Why <laughs> right? Eve? Why? That's just who God chose. I mean, that's... Well, look at, that's, his, look at his background. Well, yeah. Okay. Idolatry, paganism, terrible family. What, you know, God, God chose Abraham, and he he spoke to Abraham. It doesn't really, it doesn't really say when his first encounter with Abraham was. At least I haven't found that. But we know that God did speak to Abraham, and he believed what he was saying. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Absolutely. And 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 when he was called. Um, that speaks. Uh, that's that's a, that's a, in the text. That's a present participle, uh, which speaks to action going on at the same time. Uh, so he he was called, and what did he do? He obeyed. So at the same time he was called, he also obeyed. Uh, that was immediate. Yeah, when he when he was called, he began, like you said, he began working. It's, if Jimmy pulled by my house, he said, uh, "Phil, come on, we're going to the football game." And of course, I didn't have my sh- my socks or shoes on. I immediately was walking out the door, running to the car, putting my socks and shoes on. There, there was no delay in his obedience. He heard, he believed, and he moved. Guess how old this cat was, too. 75 years old at the time. Really? 70, 75, when, when God called him to move, right? I mean, this 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 guy has been in the Ur of Chaldeans for 75 years. I think from all the studies that I've had, this is where he grew up. This is his homeland. His house is here. His father is here. His mother's here. His, his nephew's here. Lot, by the way. Sarah's here, his wife, which is just as old as he is. A little younger, but... God comes and says, "It's time to go. It's time to go. Let's 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 go. I, I need you. I've got I've got something for you, which is huge, by the way. So so yeah, th- you know Abraham. God had called Abraham. God chose Abraham to to do to be the father of many, right? And 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 God he and what did Abraham do? Did Abraham put up a fight? I, I don't see a fight here. I don't see anything. All I all I can see from the scripture is Abraham says, "I'll go." Or let's let's. What's the point of application to that? Abraham was called. He obeyed. He began to move. Well, Where did he move from? Well, he moved from darkness. He was in the middle of uh, uh, darkness and sin and, and unbelief, and the Lord called him to life and faith in Christ. And so, so he immediately, when the Lord calls you out of your sin, out of darkness. 
you move. Well, for us, just like with Abraham, salvation brings separation from the world. We have to leave this world and its system and its corruptness and its darkness. So application for us in that text is when we're called by God and when we believe God by faith, you don't remain in the same condition. You you begin to move away and separate yourself from your previous life. Agree or disagree? Agree. Completely agree. Yeah. Totally. Well, it says in Second uh, Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if any man is in Christ. He's a new creature. The old things have passed away. Behold, new things have come. So salvation, it requires us to move in that direction. You cannot remain where you are. And we see it right here with all these people that we're studying about in chapter 11. Anytime they believed, what happened right after they believed? They began to move in what they believed. Well, that's absolutely right. And we've talked about it in the previous weeks, if you go back and listen to the episodes. Uh, but but we've talked a lot about this, uh, this correlation between faith and works. Uh, uh, you know, there's a lot, in even today, uh, that, that would say works produces salvation, and that is absolutely 100% uh, the opposite. It's your faith which produces obedience. So faith leads to obedience. Faith is believing God's going to keep his promises despite your circumstances. And because God is who he says he is and because Christ is who God says he was, your faith in that will produce obedience, will produce good works in your life. It's not the opposite. It's not the other way around. Yeah, exactly. So this is what we see here was was that, that he Abraham was following God's call at the time. God comes to Abraham at 70 years old, 70, 75 in there. He says, Abraham, I need you to go out of Ur of Chaldeans. Get out of this idolatrous place. And I need you to go into a land of Canaan. Well, what's what's Canaan? He didn't ask that, right? At the time, he's like, what, what do you mean? You know, this is, it's 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 unclear as to what God has, where's he's going to go. Well, that's but, what the text says. He went out not knowing where he was going. That's that's what, that's, yes. But but God initially calls him and then, then Abraham in obedience, his obedience is just a response to that. That's what we're seeing. I think that's this text right here is, is we're seeing Abraham respond in faith. Yep. It's a response of faith. We've we've gone through Enoch. We've gone through Noah. And there are different types. The walk of faith, the worship of faith, right? The work of faith. And now we're seeing this response of faith into something that he has no clue uh, what's well, happening. And that, and that part of the text, he went out not knowing where he was going. Spurgeon says that is the masterpiece of faith. Mm, that, Think about that. God told Abraham to go forth uh, from his native land, and he believed that God He knew where he was, was supposed to go. So God knew. He had faith that God knew where he was sending him, and so even though he didn't know himself. And so he left uh, where he was at. He left all he knew. He left all that was familiar to him and went to the unfamiliar and the unknowing. Spurgeon says that's the masterpiece of faith. May we all have faith like that. Yeah, and, and the unknowing... It, it, it can be unknowing in a sense, but our faith rests upon the Scripture as well. Our faith, our going rests upon the Word of God, right? Faith must rest upon His revelation. Well, his, to Abraham, it was God. He, he revealed Himself to Abraham somehow, uh, but God reveals Himself to us in Scripture, Right. We see that. And and our faith needs to follow right in line with our obedience needs to follow right in line with what God has said in the in the scripture. So so we talk about genuine faith always obeys God. That's kind of the note I have here is genuine faith always obeys God. 
And so uh, by faith, Abraham obeyed God. Well, God. And, and, well, and think about it. When, when, when God calls us to faith, he doesn't. I mean, think about your, each one of your, ours, everybody listening. Think about your uh, coming to Christ. Think about when that happened. Did God, did you get a roadmap in the mail the next day? Did you, did you, did you all of a sudden reach in your pocket and have uh, an instruction guide? No. Uh, faith in Christ does not come with a roadmap. It, it doesn't give you that in advance. So a lot of times, we can have a sinking feeling that 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 we're stepping out on nothing, but then God always does some some pretty massive and wonderful things. He does a lot with nothing. What if He calls us to go? You going? Well, Absolutely. Well, that that's a good question. Let's just say you don't go. I mean, I, I you know what what happens if He calls you and, and you don't go? I mean. What 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 is the you know I mean I'm just you know there's a, that's a deeper conversation for another day, but, but and, well, and I'm serious I, but, when but, I say that because if if God calls you to go, that thing that very thing that keeps you from going, guess what's going to happen to it? You're going to lose it. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm getting at is is if when somebody says that I believe, yet does not obey, do they really believe? No. It's it's like believing in a seatbelt. It don't do no good. You can believe in it all day, but if you don't buckle up with it, that's right. It don't do no good. So you have no faith in that seatbelt. That's well, right. One thing is applicable to everybody that's been called, and that's to come from this world. You can't be of the world and be of Christ. So he says, "Hate this world. Hate this. Hate this system." And I'm reading. It says, "Do not love the world nor the things in the world. If anyone loves the world." The love of the Father is not in him. So when we're called to come to Christ by faith, we can't remain worldly. We cannot remain worldly. What, what do I, when I say worldly, what do you think about? What do you think about? I mean, worldly, looking like the world. Basically, being if if I can look at you and don't see any difference than you, then 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 the world by as far as your sins, living in sin, you know, uh, um, if there's no difference in that, that I would call you worldly. I mean, and we and we we traffic in this daily. I mean, it's, it's, we're 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 called to be aliens of the world. We're going to get to that here in a second. But but as far as worldly, I mean, you, you're you're constantly living in sin, is the way I would put it. Yeah. Uh, I would say when when you're called uh, when you're called you're also you leave the world but so genuine saving faith is obedience faith you know and and, and one of the, the scripture that I always I mean Paul says it in Romans one is is that uh, is the obedience to faith and and it, well, by no means are we talking about works here but there if you're going to have faith in God there needs to be works attached to it that's just an outpouring of your faith to God and and you know Jesus warned us in, in Matthew chapter seven says not everyone that comes to me or says to me Lord Lord was going to enter into the kingdom of heaven you know not those who do good works and all it's it's, it's not about that and he's going to tell you on the final day depart from me. For I never knew you, you workers of iniquity. And so, um, so, so I think we need to examine our lives. You know, how do we examine our lives? Do we examine our lives? Do I examine my life against you, Phil? No. Do I examine against you, Jimmy? No. Do you examine it against your preacher or your music director? No. You examine it against the Word of God and who Christ is. And and are you that image of Christ? Are you bearing that image of Christ? And and that you know what that image is going to cause? It's going to cause you to be an alien in this world, and it's going to cause you to be persecuted. Christ said, "Take up your cross and follow me daily." And that what is 
the cross. The cross is a symbol of death. There's no glory in the cross. The only glory was is that we were saved by what Jesus did upon the cross. But but the cross at that time was a symbol of death. We've made it into something it, it's not. But uh, this is something we wear around our neck. But it, but it's something we ought to carry on our shoulders each and every day that we walk. And 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 it's a daily thing of denying yourself, like you said. Uh, of what is our hearts? Uh, what are the actions of our hearts? How does our heart feel? Do we hate the things of the world and love the things that God loves? I think if if you're following Christ, your desire of the things of the world begin to diminish. I think they, you know, I, I think about Moses, and you think about this. He was in Pharaoh's house. He was. He had a lot. He had everything he wanted. He had the best education, had money, had he had everything. But in Hebrews, and we'll get 11, 24 to 26, let me read this. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to endure ill treatment with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, considering the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking to the reward. So when you... Here we have somebody who had the, had the world if he wanted it, but what did he do? He chose to leave those things, and his reward was what? It was God. So when we're called like Abraham, there is a separation. There is a leaving where you are and going to where he's called you to be. If you're not moving, you're not going. Well, and, and it's not only a leaving where you are and going to where he's called you to be. It's a leaving where you are, going where he's called you to be without knowing. Yeah. That's the key point of the text today. Absolutely. So, yeah, so going back to that, going back to the text again is he's called Abraham. Let's just set the scene. Well, at the time, he's Abram, and not Abraham, but he's Abram. And he, he let's set the scene, he's in Ur of the Chaldeans, he's in an idolatrous city, he's lived up, he's grown up in this, and God has called him, and, 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 and Abraham steps out in obedience, but God has called him to somewhere Abraham doesn't know, right? So he says, I need you to go to this place. And Abraham says, where's the road map? No. And there's no road map. There's no pretty brochures. There's no, here's going to be your home. Check this out. He loaded his family up on a caravan and said, let's go. And so so there's some, think about his wife. Think about that. Think about they had the faith they had to have in Sarah and all that lot, his nephews. They loaded this up and, and they... They they ventured out. What, what would you do if you went home and told your wife, "Hey baby, hey pack up. We this is the last day we're staying in this house." What would you say? What would I do? Oh, she she'd flip a lid. I'm gonna. She'd look at me like I was crazy. And, and, so so should we? Expect- that's when you look at her and say. Do you not have the faith, Abraham? <laughs> <laughs> well, so so hence, see, so so real, real. But that's funny. You're exactly right. But I guarantee Sarah said the same thing. What are you talking about, Abram? We've been here for 70 years. He says, yeah, but God means more to me than this. We got to go. Where are we going, baby? <laughs> we going uh, to pretty uh, place, let me tell you. I, mean, uh, I, I don't know. know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so he looks like the biggest dunce at the time. No. So you we, talk to God. What's he look like? <laughs> uh, I, I don't um, know. Trust Abraham, me. Abraham, <laughs> if you've been in the, the first 
choice wines again. <laughs> no, but uh, well, this was a t- and this was and so I, I, I'm applying this to my life as well. Is is here comes God, here comes God to Abram, and he says, "Go right." So Abraham, this would be this would be something of of a. This is I've been here for 35 years. Phil's been here for for 50. Years. <laughs> He's been here for a lot longer. It would be like Phil. I need you to pick up and go. You're leaving your friends behind. You're leaving your photography studio behind. You're leaving everything behind for who? For God. So there's a cost. Your life. That's key, man. We got to know that. Well, and that's that. That is that's a very important point. That 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 you know we need to distinguish. uh, You know, not just in this text, but in the Christian walk in general, is that salvation is free. It's the gift of God. That's what Scripture tells us. That's what I fully believe. Salvation is the free gift of God, but walking with Christ will cost you your life. Obedience to Christ. So so God will save you. That's his free gift. But being obedient will cost you your life. You don't ever hear that preached too often. There's a cost. Are you willing to lose your life? You willing to take up your cross? You willing to die for me? You willing to follow him and not know where you're going? You You sell everything you have, follow me. If there's anything... That you put before Christ, guess what? You can't be his disciple. He said, hate your mama. Hate your daddy. That's Tipton County talk. Yeah. That's what. Hey, hey, your mama. <laughs> hate your daddy. Oh, by That's the way, what, and they're going to hate you as well. He said, let the dead bury their own dead. Yeah. Yeah, why don't we ever hear that anymore? We're hearing it right now. Praise the Lord. Mm. So salvation, I agree with Jimmy, salvation is free. But when you hear the word of God, there's a cost. If you want this life here, you can have it. But you're going to lose that life. But if you want that life, you got to lose this life. So and it's worth losing. It's worth losing. Let's move on. Y'all got any more comments on those texts right there? Now the, the the we're still in verse one or not verse one but in verse eight we're talking about the inheritance so talk about the just just talk just a tad bit about the inheritance that it's talking about in verse eight here I think we kind of don't want to skip over that as well so I mean I, that's not the key portion of the text but you know a little bit about Abraham's inheritance because it ends it up in this little section of the the uh, the stars and the sand so that the inheritance that we're talking about here that Abraham is going to to come across and I'll just go back he was going by faith Abraham when he was called obeyed by going out to a place which he was to receive for an inheritance and he went out not knowing where he was going this God has promised this man an inheritance that he's going to have now the funny thing about this is is we know the inheritance here and we're going to come up to it is 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 the the seed of Abraham we're going to see the the uh, of Canaan the the promised land but but this man never had a home in this inheritance he never got to see any of this this is another key point, I believe. You know, he never, he never was able to to settle down into this promised land. He was never, but the, but, but God had promised him an inheritance back in Genesis chapter twelve. Go forth from your country and from your relatives, and he says, and I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you, and I will make your name great, and so you shall be a blessing, and I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. That's a promise. That's a promise, absolutely. And and what's amazing, again, like I said, is is Abraham 
Abraham died before ever seeing all this to come to fruition. And that's key in our, I think, in our in our faith walk as well is, is you know, there's blessing God's promises. There's there's things that God's pro- that God has promises that we may not be able to take hold of right now, or or to see at this time point. Abraham didn't. God called him out. What I'm getting at is this is not a this is not a uh, a wealth and health sermon here. This ain't Burger King. We we. When we, when we order the Big Mac, we want that thing real quick. So if, if we if we exercise faith, we want it we want it now. And Abraham exercised faith, and guess what? He never he never got what was promised to him. Now he ultimately, in reality, in the big the big picture, he definitely got it. But he he died before the promise was fulfilled. So one one of the most important things that we can learn from this text, one of the most important lessons, I guess, that would be applicable to our life is is God's time is not our time, right? I mean, Abraham's time frame he he lived one hundred and seventy five years. And in in that time frame, from the time he was seventy five, God made the promises to he was one hundred and seventy five when he died. Uh, God's promises, for the most part, you could look at it and say failed, but it, they didn't. Not in our limited view of time, we would say, well, he 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 lived long enough to he died with one son and two grandsons. Um, that, that that's not an innumerable nation. That's not is it? But we know different. On this side of it, we know different. God's promises never fail, and they didn't in Abraham's case. He made from his seed, he made him a father of many nations. Well, think about when we just think if you were Noah back in the day, about year number 99. Now, come on now, Lord. I mean, it's been 99 years. Where's the water? Yeah. You know, so, yeah, you're right. In in our society today, we, we, we have to realize that the promise of God – could be fulfilled in our lifetime or we know it's going to be fulfilled it's just going to be on his time frame and you have to trust the promise of god that's what faith is you hear you believe and it's going to happen it's going to happen yeah so so that goes into the next verse i think is is moving on is is that by faith he lived as an alien abraham lived as an alien in the land of a promise as of promise as in a foreign land dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, fellow heirs of the same promise. So it, it, there's a couple things in there that I think is very key is, is, first of all, faith, we see Abraham or faith lives in, as an alien inside this world. We live as an alien in this world. We've called to be different inside this world. We're called to be someone different, uh, uh, set apart from the world and that's what alien that's what Abraham did here and and you know the 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 this we see here as as Canaan is the promised land but like we just talked about is the irony is 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 the heir to the promised land never owned a foot of ground other than other than I believe it was Sarah's uh, uh, death, uh, her her cave or, or her uh, her uh, uh, where they buried where they buried piece of ground. Yeah, so so that's it. And 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 you know, think about that for just a second. Let's just say you've been promised you and your descendants have been promised land somewhere. So in obedience, you say, "I'm gone. I'm traveling. You've promised me that. I'm out." Right? But then you live the rest of your life inside a camper. Hmm. Mm. Kind of, well, 
I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm thinking about that here is, is, you know, but that's what they did. They, they, we see they had tents. Isaac, Jacob, they had tents here. There was never a house settled upon this. So, so like we talk about, this is not the health and, and wealth gospel here. The application is that as people of faith, you know, we often must live in this world with conditions that seemingly contradict God's promise, like, like we had just got through talking about. But, but, but God works in Romans, in Romans uh, 8, 28, he, he's committed to work all things together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Well, it's like Phil talked about earlier. We, we've got, you know, separating ourselves from this world and from the time we become uh, unbelievers into Christians. And here's the picture. It, when you look at this uh, word lived as an alien and the original language, uh, perkeo is the word. Uh, and it means as a foreigner, uh, to be a stranger. Uh, it means to, to dwell in a place for a short time. That's us. We, this world, we are foreigners in this world, our home is not of this world. Just like Christ said, my home is not of this world. My kingdom is not of this world. Our final destination is not of this world. This is a, we're aliens here. We're just passing through for a short time. We're on a mission to gather the bride of Christ while we're here. What a great mission, by the way. My goodness. Mm. So why is our life, when we look at our lives in general, Christians, okay, what defines our life? Is it we're passing through? Are we running, looking at our feet? Are we looking at the prize? Does our life show that we are of the world? Is our is our time, our talents, everything we got, does that show we belong to the world? Or does that say, or does our life look like we're just on vacation headed back home or headed to home? Think about that. Think of your day, what it consists of, what you spend all your time doing, where you spend your money, where do you spend your energy? And and guess what? Where's your passion? Are you more excited that, is it Penny Hardaway? Yep. Okay. You knew it. We, I, I know. I, I'm going to get on black now. Come on. <laughs> Are you more excited that Penny Hardaway is going to be the new Tigers coach? Are you excited that tomorrow when you get up, you're going to be able to spread the gospel with a dead and dying world? Where's your passion? Well, I'm, uh, let me say to that point. Oh, he's a Memphis fan. Here mm-hmm. comes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fired up that Penny Hardaway's the Memphis I'm coach. I'm ecstatic. We're fixing to rule the ACL. But, but, but at the same time, uh, if the can Tiger we stop, ba- can we stop and pray for you guys? <laughs> if the Tiger basketball team never plays another game. I'm okay sharing the gospel and that being consistent of my whole world and my whole life. So, yeah. so yeah, I'm fired up about it, but I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not married to. We it. did just gain some several Memphis fans, though. By the way, by saying that, that well, yeah, we may have lost some Tennessee ones. <laughs> that's, okay. <laughs> that's okay. They need to go. Anyway. That's, oh, I'm they, sorry. They need. <laughs> I love you as well. They need counseling. We and I was talking to a girl last, and I'm not going to say her name. But there's a good possibility that her loved one at the time of this airing on the radio has already passed. So I was talking to her last night, and uh, and they said they, they give her loved one maybe 24 hours to live. And I said, well, let me ask you a question. Is she a believer? Is she a follower of Christ? She said, yeah. I said, man, that's some good news. I said, she is a, she's been on vacation for 85 years, and she's about to get home. Right. Are you excited about going home? 
Are you excited about the things of this world that God called us out from? We need to we need to look at that. We need to think about that. Have we begun to move towards Christ? Yes, we may not know exactly where we're going, but we know we know there's a destination. We believe there's a destination because he promised a destination. We know that he has been building this city since he left. It's going to be something else. Man, let me I, tell you. I can't wait to go. I can't either. So so application here's let's not be let's not, let's not be so tied up in what's going on in the world and politics. Yeah. You want to hear an amen on Sunday? Say that say the name Donald Trump. The whole congregation mm. comes alive. Well, it depends on what church you're in. But well, that's it, true. In my conservative Southern Baptist church, yeah, they would say amen yeah. when you mention something about and Trump. And hold their guns up as well. But, yeah. but, 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 but hey, hey, listen, that's okay to a point because as we talked about this week amongst us, we had a conversation. Uh, we mentioned earlier we talk all the time. We do. But we had that conversation about politics this week. And, you know, I'm – the you know I'm the one that said I don't care about politics I don't now I don't mean that in a negative you just sense. care about Penny Hardaway okay next verse <laughs> but you know what I'm saying politics Jesus didn't come I'm just messing with Christ you. didn't come for us to hang our hat on politics and fight about government now now listen government is important he did affirm government while he was here but the fact of the matter is Christ came and he to seek and save the lost and our mission is to seek and save the lost and so when we look at, at political things like abortion or or gun control or whatever when we look at those things even if they go the Christian quote you can't see my air quotes on the radio but even if they go the Christian way Let's say, let's say as believers, we want abortion outlawed. We do. Sure. I, I would love to hear Absolutely. abortion outlawed, but I'm not going to hang my hat on it because even if abortion is outlawed, people are still going to die and go to hell. It's all about the heart. My mission as a believer is to seek and save the lost, is to spread the gospel because if even if abortion is outlawed, people are still going to have unchanged hearts. That's right. It all boils down to the gospel. Listen to what Paul That's, tells Timothy. Suffer hardship with me as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No soldier in active service entangles himself in the affairs of everyday life so that he may be pleased the one so that he may please the one enlisted him as a soldier. Mm. We can't be entangled in the things of this world. We can't be so we can't be so passionate about about what this world has to offer and this system. We have to come from that and follow Christ. And if you're following Christ, guess what this world's gonna do? Hate you. Hate your guts. Yep. And man, we, we we've touched on so much right there, and and this is the one thing that, among other things, that irks me so bad. And we we text among ourselves is is this is this just prosperity gospel, and it's just overtaking your your Christian, uh, the Christian radio, the Christian television channels. You know, any we 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 like to go on on Phil, you do it in the day, I do it at night. I just go on these channels, Inspiration Channel, whatever TBN, and, and and listen to some of these pastors come on here, and it makes me sick. 
seek to say, you know, that all they're talking about the blessings, the blessings, the blessings. Is there blessings in Christ? It is, but that's not that's not what you were talking about. That's not seeking and saving the lost here. Listen, as a Christian, you can almost there are going to be times of tribulation, of persecution, of nakedness, of peril, of famine. That's going to happen, and that's Praise what God. absolutely. And he gets the praise and he gets the glory. You know, you know, you know, you know why God blesses a man, a man that is seeking and saving the lost, and and using his time and talents and his money and his resources to seek and save the lost. Guess what? God's going to bless that man, maybe monetarily, to continue doing the work that he's been doing to seek and That's save it. the lost. That's it. That's where blessings from the Lord it, come from. And, it's not for us to have that brand new truck like Phil's got over there. It's it's it's, it's not for. But seriously, it's not for us to have a big mansion of a house or to or to have. God is not interested in your happiness in your in your. And I don't want to say God's not interested in your well-being, but God is interested more in our holiness and our obedience than he is about us enjoying anything out of this world and anything about this life. Does that make sense? And it sounds harsh, but our but our goal is to seek and save the lost. That's it. Go, the, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit teaching them to obey all things that I've commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. That is our mission. Yeah, you were just talking. It just hit me. Folks, do you, you like these rabbits we shooting at here? Boy, they're running all over the place. Man, look, there's one over there. Let me hit this one right still here. still in Hebrews. Fired up, man, today. But, uh, but I was just thinking as you were talking, Blake, we're, you know, the prosperity gospel and things like that, and they, they want you to sow a seed in their ministry. Well, what's the seed? It's the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. It ain't money. That's right. Nope. When, when, when we're talking about sowing seed, we're we're talking about sowing the gospel in the hearts of men. That's what he's talking about. Phil, you know, you were you were just talking about what what the focus is. You were talking about just several minutes ago about the focus upon the Christian life. You know, and we we're talking about seeking and saving the lost. Well, look what Abraham was focused upon. We can go in just a, just a, the next scripture in verse ten, and it says Abraham was looking for the city which has the foundations, whose architect and builder is God. Amen. Goodness gracious! Mm-hmm. Listen, was his focus upon houses on the land of Canaan, the promised land? Absolutely. Absolutely not. We're talking about the foundations that cannot be shaken. And look who the builder is. It's the architect and builder of God. His focus, check us out, was on eternity. And that's... I, I, mm. Look, if following God's call is a challenge, then then imagine how it was for Abraham. He had, he had no Bible. He had no pastor. He didn't have any sermons, no commentaries, no Christian <laughs> encouragement or accountability. What he did have was a promise of a nation, a land, and a blessing, and that was good enough for him. All right, sum it up. Mercy. Sum these few verses up. For the, for the believer, for the believer... We hear God, and we move. We obey God. That's you right. hear. That's it. You he obey. Calls, we obey. He calls. You obey. That's evidence you've heard and you believe as you move. And I would say the, the big thing about me, as far as application, is just really realizing this isn't my home. This is temporary. I'm passing through, but He left me here for a purpose. If he didn't want me to do what he's called me to do, he would have taken me home when he when he saved me. But he left me here because he's got a work for me to do. He wants me to be an ambassador 
to preach the message of reconciliation. And so that's why I'm here. Until he calls me home, I'm, I'm living here, but I'm not, my life isn't defined by what's going on in the world and the affairs that are going on. I'm passing through. I see the prize. I'm telling people about the prize, the good and the bad, the holy God who, who will absolutely pour his wrath out on sinners, but always provides a way of an escape through a son. And that's the message. Come to him by faith, believe, and he'll save you. And so this this morning, as you're listening, it is Palm Sunday morning. The king is entering. The king is coming. He's coming into the city. And uh, uh, he's, he's coming to do what God has, what he is called to do. And that and, and, and entering in to save us. And, and this morning, you know, uh, uh, the, the, if, if you don't know him. The, the 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 price has been paid the purchase has been paid you're uh, uh just just we, we, you know come to him re- repent of your sins believe in what jesus did upon the cross believe that have faith in him and you will be saved so call out on god call out on his name and you will be saved and, and listen, today's the day of salvation. We have no promises or no assurances of, of another day, another minute, another second of life. That's why the word says today's the day of salvation. So if you're living without Christ, call out upon his name and he will save you. Folks, we thank you for tuning in this week and listening. And uh, thank you. we welcome you uh, listeners in Jackson uh, for, for listening for the first time. Hope we didn't run you off today. I uh, hope you'll continue to join us each and every week right here on 105.3 uh, WTJK at 9 a.m., as well as our listeners uh, in Tipton County on 93.5 WKBQ. Uh, you can catch, uh, if you missed any of the program, you can always go back. You can catch past episodes. Lifesongradio.com is our website, lifesongradio.com. You can download our mobile app. We have a mobile app uh, for iOS and, and Android devices. Just search Lifesong Radio uh, in the app store where you download uh, your apps. But uh, we, we welcome you. We thank you for for tuning in and we thank God for this opportunity. Father, thank you so much for who you are. Lord, thank you for what you've done in each and every one of our lives. Lord, we don't deserve mercy and grace and salvation, but you chose to give it to us. And God, we thank you for it. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity uh, to speak into the lives of men. We thank you for the opportunity that you've given us with this radio ministry. We don't take it lightly. We don't take it for granted. God, we, we, we thank you and praise you for it and give you honor and glory. Our purpose every week is to bring you glory. So God, thank you for what you've done in this radio ministry. Lord, we pray for those listening. Now, if you're if if there's a, any lost amongst us that you draw you you intend to draw to yourself, God, we we thank you for that, uh, and and we ask you to to draw them into yourself today, Lord, and we just pray for everyone that 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 already knows you. We pray that their faith has grown by listening to this message today. That's the that's the ultimate goal and the ultimate purpose is to grow uh, folks in faith. So, God, thank you again for what you've done for us. Thank you for who you are. We give you all. All the honor, all the praise, and above everything else, all the glory. It's in the most beautiful and precious name of Jesus we now pray. Amen. We'll see you back here next week, folks, right here for another episode of Life Song Radio. I've done every devotional, been every place emotional. Tried to hear a new word from God, and I think it's very odd. 
Though will I attempt to help myself, my Bible sits upon the shelf With every promise I could ever need And the Word was, the Word is, and the Word will Suit. Does it fit across the shoulders? Will it fade when it gets older? We throw ideas that aren't in style in the Salvation Army pile and search for something more to meet our needs. Persecuted but not abandoned 